0: everybody i'm your host lisa shield welcome to dating without drama where i give you my unique take on everything related to men love dating and romantic relationships my practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what i call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears so let's get started Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Getting Inside the Right Male Mind with Benjamin and Lisa Shield. Good morning, baby. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you again for being here. This is my favorite podcast I do. I love being able to talk with my husband on Sunday mornings about all things dating related, relationship related, delving into his beautiful mind. He is so dear that he was willing to spend his Sunday mornings with me and with all of you so that we could let you have a glimpse into what it's like when he and I are sitting down together, maybe at dinner or you know, in the middle of the day when I have a break with my coaching calls with my clients who are doing my uh, 12-week Emotionally Naked Dating coaching program. So uh, today we are going to do part two of our talk on playfulness. So babe, let's, let's get started. The first thing I wanted to do was talk a little bit about, we did our last podcast on playfulness and when we were finished i realized there were a few things we had failed to talk about right. so the first thing i want to put out there i was looking up a definition of playfulness today uh. and what i saw was that playfulness is the quality of being light-hearted or full of fun mm-hmm. and there's a quote here images of childlike innocence and playfulness Think about how beautiful it is to bring that quality to a relationship, Mm -hmm. like to a partnership, playfulness, Mm -hmm. right? It's pretty magical.
1: On our first date, when I asked you what you were looking for, you had said, you know, I've done so much work over over a lot of years, and now I'm just looking for a, a partner to have fun with. And that was, you know, I, I tell people, I put my hands silently together and, you know, and said, thank you, God, (laughs) because that's what a man wants. You know, he wants someone that he could love dearly and cherish and protect, but also something to be playful because that, that keeps the relationship alive.
0: Mm -hmm. And I want to share a lot of women are sitting there thinking, but I'm not playful and that isn't natural to me. And, I can't do this with somebody I hardly know when I'm on a date if there's chemistry or if he's fun and he brings that out in me then I can do it but sometimes it takes me a long time to open up and it's not as you would you know to use your words it's not my natural frequency to do that especially with somebody I'm just getting to know on a date it takes a while for me to open up well I think the
1: most fundamental aspect of playfulness is a smile and then mm-hmm. laughter and then being responsive. You know, like if the person across from you at a, at a Starbucks table says something and just, you know, really laughing or responding in a way that's, you know, a little lighthearted. And being lighthearted, it's, it's like the ego boundaries dissolve. And it's like two, two kittens playing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wrestling. You know, it's it's very responsive where one person's comment will elicit someone. The other person's will elicit the other person and back and forth. And my feeling is that the playfulness is the easiest way for two people to bond, even in the first few minutes of a first date.
0: Yeah, but that, what do you do if you're not necessarily... Playful, like if, if your nature is to want to talk about deep subjects and have political talks or talks about the nature of the universe or spiritual conversations and deep and meaningful topics, then playfulness is something that it takes a while for you to access, right? If you don't know somebody very well, and and another thing, I'm going to tangent off as I tend to do, um, but. Another thing I hear frequently from women is they don't want to lead a man on. They don't want to be playful and fun on a date if they don't really like this guy or they don't know if they like him. They also don't want to lead him on and give him the wrong impression. And so I think a lot of women go into dates and either they feel that they're not playful or and or. They're, they're miserly. I, I don't know a better word, but they they tell themselves they're being, you know, they don't want to lead a guy on. But in truth, they withhold that. And so there's no spark. There's nothing that can happen if they're not doing that.
1: Well, there's a difference between playfulness and flirtatiousness. And it's, it's absolutely fine to be flirtatious. But the flirtation, if it's overdone, can lead a man on. But uh, playfulness is just having fun. Even if you know that there's not gonna be a second date, it makes for a fun, bonding um, evening. And with playfulness, ego boundaries drop, and you you get to know the person better because suddenly they, they have that trust and safety that comes with playfulness, and they're more likely to share than if someone is really serious and asking interview questions.
0: Well, what I feel is so sad, you know, the tragedy is that you might as well go on a date and have a good time. You might as well go with the intention of just making it fun, even if just for yourself, even if you're just doing it for you. One of the things that I knew about myself was that I had this idea that connection was about having deep conversations like, you know, talking about serious subjects. And I felt in my, I mean, I just had this erroneous belief that we needed to be talking about something important in order to be connecting. And I realized just how ridiculous that was. I mean, yes, it's great to be able to sit down and talk about meaningful things, But I realized that what I I wanted was fun. What I wanted was just to laugh and play. I made a decision. That was a huge turning point in my life and in my dating that I didn't want to be intense anymore. So what I did was I decided, I made a decision to begin to cultivate the quality of playfulness. It was actually a very conscious thing for me I was gonna go on my dates. I was gonna stop being so serious. I wrote a pretty irreverent profile. (laughs) There was just a lot of almost absurdity in my profile. It was very silly and playful. There was some depth and anybody reading it would know that I was intelligent. I wasn't just being silly in the profile, but, and I kept it quite short because I could be verbose. And this was a quality that I decided I was just going to go on all my dates and begin to cultivate. And that choice led me to this. (laughs) It's how I got here. But what are some of the qualities of playfulness? What are the, the characteristics of a playful woman for you? What would be some of those things that you would point to?
1: Well, first, someone who smiles and laughs and someone who, when the man answers a question or shares something, she doesn't follow it up with an an interview question. She follows it up with something that he said and maybe trying to see something light about what was said and share it without embarrassing or shaming the man. But just like a little bit of playfulness, that will elicit playfulness from him. As I mentioned, elicits trust and safety, which just increases the repertoire of the conversation of where it can go and you know, really wanting to know more about that person, but in a way that is non-interview, non-corporate, non-linear. Playfulness is three-dimensional. Interview questions are two-dimensional.
0: Okay, I have a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to be playful right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to be playful. Great. So one of the best qualities of playfulness is spontaneity, uh-huh. right. Right? right? Spontaneity. And uh, one of the most playful things that anyone can do is improv. Improv is the art of playfulness, Mm -hmm. right? It is the art of playfulness. That's one of the reasons, if you've ever gone to see improv, it's astounding how an improv troupe can take a few suggestions from the audience and and have you laughing and just play. They play. For anybody who is struggling with being spontaneous and playful and loosening up, especially in cities like New York or LA or Chicago, bigger cities, there are improv classes that you can do that teach spontaneity and playfulness and how to take something someone says and then be able to come back. There are actually elements of improv that can be very, very useful it's something I would urge people, if you really feel stuck in this part of your life, go on YouTube, look up improv, get a book on improvisation. But improvisation is really the art of playfulness and spontaneity. So I'm going to be playful with you right now. And I am going to ask you to improv sure. a date with me. Sure. Okay, so let's do an improv date and let's show everyone what it would look like not to be playful. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's start with that. And then let's do one that's playful. Okay. All right. Hi, it's really nice to meet you.
1: Well, it's really nice to meet you too.
0: Yeah, I have to say I've been looking forward to this date. I uh, enjoyed your texting and your, you know, it was that Zoom date that we had was really lovely. So I was excited to meet
1: you. Yeah, and I thought it was lovely also and you know, I was looking forward to meeting you too.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I heard what you said about your dog when your dog died and God, I'm just so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. That must have been a tragedy. I know it happened what right before the pandemic and he was sick for a long time, you said.
1: Yeah, yeah that it it was a tough time
0: Uh
1: yeah yeah it was tough
0: yeah can can i ask you what was tough about it
1: well i loved the dog and um it leaves a hole that can't be filled you know that that there's such a focus of our love that it was a real loss
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i lost my dog too and i i know what that was like i had him you know for years for many many years and it was really sad. Yeah, that must have been awful. <laughs> so how were you feeling about that?
1: Completely depressed <laughs> and internal. It kind of put me in my own world and not really sharing myself with you. It just kind of put me in the past rather than the present moment.
0: Wow. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah, and see, as a woman, like what's interesting is, as a woman, I might have felt like I was really being heartfelt, and I was trying to find some deep, meaningful conversation to have with you, right? Yeah, I can see where there would be such a (laughs) disc. How funny. Okay, well, this is really fun for me, too. Can we do a fun one? Oh, all right. Hi, it's so it's nice to meet you. Well, it is so
1: nice to meet you. I've been wow. You know, I, I uh, reread your profile three times, and I have to say, I looked oh. at your photo more than once.
0: <laughs> really, I had the one photo I had. <laughs> right. Oh boy. <laughs> Wow, well, it's very nice to meet you, and I so appreciate you coming over to my side of town. You know I'm leaving, uh, you know, to go away for several weeks, and it was really thoughtful of you to do that. It means a lot.
1: Well, you know, I I couldn't wait to meet you, and the reason I looked at your picture more than once is that you were were smiling. In fact, there was a lot of joy in the photograph, and I was so attracted to that.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I also loved your profile. I, I actually read it a few times. I have to share with you that I think it was one of the best profiles I have ever read, ever. There were, were a couple of things in there that I got to say, you know, caught my attention. Yeah, but, you know, we'll talk about those another time. <laughs> but there were some things that really stood out to me. One of them was that you had written several books and I I just found that fascinating. And I've always wanted to write a book, but I I know that that's not an easy thing to do. What was it like to, you know, to write that? What, in fact, what were the titles of some of those books?
1: Well, you know, I mean, the books really came from my own desire to fill in gaps of my own knowledge and feeling and inspiration and so, you know, I wanted to find out more about four different subjects, more about healing, more about a person relationship with God, more about connection with my soul, and more about having more love in my heart and in my life. So it really came from not from knowledge. I think a lot of people write books because they know something they want to share. For me, it really came from like, you know, WTF. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. <laughs> how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And I have to say after each book, I I was not the same person.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, that's steep. <laughs> can I, may I ask you the titles of some of these books?
1: Sure. Well, the first one is called Healers on Healing. Wow! And the second one was called For the Love of God, but because the next two, the different publisher did very well, they changed it to match the type of title. So it became handbook for the spirit and then third one was handbook for the soul and then the fourth one handbook for the heart
0: oh my goodness no way i just read that i just read handbook for the heart oh my goodness i was getting my ma- i you well, I I I think you know that i'm enrolled in USM right. and i'm getting my masters in spiritual That's psychology great. We wow. just read Handbook for the Heart about a month and a half ago.
1: Flattered.
0: Oh my goodness. It is one of, it was literally, and I'm not just saying this, my favorite book that we read because it had all those amazing essays in it from all of those spirit. Oh my goodness. from spiritual teachers whose books I've read, who I admire. Wow. That's incredible incredible. Yeah,
1: and you could find that book at garage sales everywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got it on Amazon. I don't know about the rest of the world. (laughs) I didn't get mine at a garage sale. (laughs) No, that's really extraordinary. So how was that?
1: Well, it was enlivening rather than deadening. The first one was just deadening. And if I left with that feeling there would be nothing drawing me to have a second date with, with, you know, no matter how lovely the person was, it just, it's all about how I feel with the other person. Not so much that what was said, you know, the topics and all that, but how I felt during the date and how I felt after the date. And if I had fun during the day and I would remember the fun things, I probably wouldn't remember the interview questions or the, the things that are just probing. For the sake of probing, and I wouldn't feel the connection with the other person,
0: yeah, yeah, so I want to talk about what some of the elements are of being playful. I think that that's really, really important. I don't know in that in those two, you know, we were just being spontaneous, but I don't know if we completely exhibited some of the things, but I'm sure that these elements are there. There was the element of surprise right? Uh, and curiosity. I was deeply curious yeah. about the books and what you, you know, I, I pulled out from the profile that you had written. The, so I remembered that, which must have been mm-hmm. flattering, mm-hmm. right? But I also challenged it
1: a bit, saying that there were a couple things in there that yes. you want to talk about later, you know? <laughs> and challenging is great, you know, as long as we don't shame the man, you know, a little challenge is playfulness. It's, it's almost like Two kids playing tag, you know, tag and then chase me, yeah.
0: yeah, so you weren't upset or it didn't kind of freak you out when I said, "Yeah, there are a couple of things I want to talk to you about, but you know what those things yeah i knew I knew mm-hmm. that you would know what those things are, yeah. right yeah. It
1: was also an invitation for more conversation later on mm-hmm. you
0: know? yeah. yeah, yeah, so it, but but it also showed I also intentionally did that. Because I wanted you to know that I wasn't going for the, the the challenge. You know, I wasn't going for why did you put this and why did you put that right, right. and you know. Let's talk about that stuff later. Let's talk about the great stuff now. Yeah. So I purposely did that so that I would show you all that stuff would be secondary <sighs> to this stuff. So there was a lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. Yeah, and,
1: and it was spontaneous laughter and. Your laughter brought on my laughter, and I think my laughter brought on your laughter. And there is something very bonding Mm -hmm. with people are laughing together.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, and I don't know that we demonstrated this, but there's also one part of playfulness can be about teasing somebody, right? So I didn't, you know, if that were a first date, I wouldn't know you well enough. Although I was a little teasing about, hey, there's... Well, about the profile, that there's some stuff that we need to talk about or that I'd like to get more clarity on. But teasing is a very delicate, delicate part of playfulness, because with men, it is important to remember, we talk about this a lot, that it is very easy to shame men. Men are very, very quickly and easily shamed. So it's okay to tease a man about things that he teases himself about. The things that he knows are, you know, his quirks or whatever. But if it's not something that he can laugh about himself, and if you do hear some panting in the background, I'm just going to say we have our little 14-year-old dog here who has been with us, and he's not doing too well, and he likes to be nearby, so you may hear some panting in the background, and that's Milo. But you can tease about things that he laughs about himself. So one of the things, if I can bring this up, my husband has what I call a mono diet. <laughs> he tends to eat the same things over and over and over again. And as a woman who loves variety in her diet and in you know in her food, uh, it's really uh, strange, to say, <laughs> to say the least that he constantly eats the same things. But I can tease him about that. I can tease him because it's something I know he laughs about, too, that, you know, it's either sardines or yogurt or, you know, a few other things. But we can laugh about it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny. He doesn't tease me much. You know, it's interesting. You don't tease me about many things.
1: We're playful, but I know that you were teased a lot when you were younger. Uh-huh. So I'm very sensitive. But we're very playful and, and I, I think the majority of our relationship is play. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, we can be very serious and, mm-hmm. and deep, but playfulness is you know, whether we're out to dinner, we're on a drive looking at the change of colors, this time of year, just any moment. We laugh a lot. Yeah. We laugh.
0: last night was a great example we we very spontaneously decided there's a terrific hotel that that was just redone and it opened up called Bishop's Lodge so we went up there and we were just gonna go to the bar and check it out and being the gentleman that Benjamin is he said is there any way you can get us in for dinner because we were there very early in the evening it was lovely And we just sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed. And then we got in the car and on the way home, we were still laughing. Yeah, it's just remarkable after 19 years to be able to have so much freedom to play. With many couples, there is so much contention and there You know, one layer over another, over another, there's unresolved issues and hurts that just pile up and make it almost impossible for a couple to sit and play together because they're so afraid that one wrong word, one, you know, missaid sentiment, and it's going to be explosive. And it takes a very clean relationship. It takes a space that is free of unspoken hurts and whatever, years of accumulated mistrust and anger and trepidation in a relationship to really be able after 19 years to just have this free free unbridled um, <laughs> ability to say whatever we want to say, you know, and if something upsets either one of us, we so quickly clean it up, you know, we so quickly because even for us to be able to do these podcasts and to be able to be here talking so intimately, sometimes something is missaid or, you know, we we may have a moment where there's something that comes up and Afterward, we talk about it. Oh, we, we clean
1: it up immediately. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the foundation is knowing that, I mean, the, the whole idea of your END program, your mm-hmm. Emotionally Naked Dating program, your mid-tier, the sister, uh, Sisterhood of Self-Actualized Women, and the highest level of your classes, the Mastermind Group, which is amazing where people have access to us Directly. directly, 24-7, mm-hmm. um, is finding and keeping the guardian of your soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you know that someone truly is the guardian of your soul, you know that they have your best interest. With jokes, sometimes it's about stretching, reaching, spontaneity that may fall a little flat. And then it's just so quickly cleaned up because... The person knows that everything about the relationship is being the guardian of each other's souls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and a big piece of it too, babe, is that both of us are so quick to take responsibility for our own part. You know, We don't stop and blame the other person. Or if you say something to me, I don't say, well, you should, you know, you did this or you did that, or you need to look at your side of this too, or whatever. You know, I just, if I did something that hurt you or put you in a bad, you know, put you in a bad light, that's the last thing I want to do even. And I know it may have been innocent on my part. I may have been, you know, looking in one direction and you were looking in another. But if I shamed you or did something wrong, my highest goal in life is to love you. And so whatever I was thinking in that moment, even if it was innocent on my part, I would never want to say or do something that would hurt you, you. know. so we clean it up very quickly. So let's go back again, just cover a few points before we end that I think are so important. So I like to refer to this dynamic as being playful rather than flirting. Flirtatiousness to me when I was dating was something that I, a skill I didn't feel I had and I didn't really want to cultivate it because the way I looked at flirtation was I felt it was gamey and it was overtly sexual. Though that's how I defined flirtation. And I think a lot of women have that same definition and manipulative, right? And so I decided that I wanted to be playful because playfulness is something that I think all human beings can do it's just part of even the animal kingdom. You know, my puppy comes and he drops a little ball and runs away. Or the minute we wake up in the morning, Benjamin gets up and, you know, he opens up the door and the puppies jump on the bed (laughs) and they can't wait to see him. And that feels so good, right? To be greeted with that joy and that open heartedness and that just, desire to want to play, which is what you and I bring constantly to this relationship all the time. So playfulness has a lighter tone and it's something we can all strive, right? So the other thing is that playfulness is responsive. You had a great analogy, baby. You used this at the beginning. What you said, you said that playfulness is responsive and what is the image it brings up for you?
1: Well, if, if, you've ever seen two kittens wrestling? Uh (laughs) You know, it's pure fun. They look like they're tangling, but it's so mutual Mm -hmm. and so joyful that they're just having the best time. Mm -hmm. And because it's responsive, one kitten's movement creates a a movement of the other kitten. And it's almost like a keto where two people are just playing and bonding. It's joyful.
0: Yeah. How can someone be playful? This is... You know, I know a lot of you are sitting there thinking, but I'm not playful unless I really feel comfortable with someone. It's not my natural frequency just to be playful. So I first want you all to think about who you are most playful with and what you feel like in your heart. Like, how do you feel when you're with your best friend or your sister or your family and you're not second-guessing yourself and overthinking things but you're just in your heart and you're just able to say whatever is on your mind and you know that the other person is going to receive it well right they're open they love you they have your best interest at heart or if it's with your dog or your cat you know with a pet when do you feel most playful And I want you to think about the energy that you're in, who you're being in those moments. That's what you want to bring to your dates. You have it in you. All of you do. You have this natural ability to be playful. You don't have to be a comedian to be playful.
1: No, It could be something simple as a playful challenge like if a man brings up the idea of of a sexual relationship you know sooner than later someone who's not playful might say that's really offensive you know um, i'm not ready to go yeah yeah this is too soon yeah a playful woman would say whoa cowboy (laughs) slow (laughs) slow down there you know you're gonna have to know me a lot better and we're gonna have to have a few more dinners before we even get into that conversation that's playful it's also a challenge and it's also inviting
0: yeah yeah so there's a playful way to handle a situation and there's a very shaming way with a man to be able to handle a situation especially when it comes to sex if you shame a man when it comes to sex there are some guys who are aggressive and don't hear no Absolutely, if you're playful and you say, whoa, cowboy, whoa, hold on there, we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know, but if you do that, and then a man disregards that, then you can come back and say, hey, look, you know, I I really want to get to know you, and I love sex as much as the next girl, but I'm not jumping into anything. So, you can then come back with a much more serious and, you know, definite no, but it's being able to have fun. And then if a man doesn't respect your boundaries, then you come back with a clearer no. You also wanna be a little hard to get. And being hard to get, again, you wanna do this playfully. You don't wanna do it in a way that is gamey or manipulative. I am not talking about like intentionally not responding to somebody's text messages or waiting days to make a guy chase you, or if a guy spontaneously calls you, you know, says, Hey, I'm free tonight. Would you like to get together? Now if you, if a guy is constantly doing that, you also want to say, wow, you know, I'd love a little more notice. And I, the other day I was, you know, I happened to be free that night and I loved your spontaneity and I was up for a a last minute date. However, I do have a very busy schedule, and I also love somebody who will say, hey, would you like to get together on Saturday? So it gives me something to look forward to. What turns me on is, so you can be a little hard to get, but I want you to understand something. Being hard to get in that particular example was actually being hard to get i'm saying i don't mind being spontaneous once in a while the hard to get part is i also need you that's the challenge i need you know i like to have something on the book so i have something to look forward to
1: but it's not said in a teacher scolding a student Mm -mm. it's an invitation it's clarity and often a man just doesn't know what a woman wants and if she says it so clearly in a playful way In a loving way even if it's you know just after the first date we could still speak lovingly
0: yeah but that is a great example because by having a clear boundary you are being hard to get do you do do you see that by me having a clear boundary and saying this is what i need and if you're going to be pursuing me that makes you hard to get because you're exhibiting that you have boundaries Another thing is making things an invitation as Benjamin just said, you want to be inviting. You don't want to say to a guy, Hey, I need more advanced notice. That's shaming. Hey, what really turns me on is when I have something on my calendar to look forward to that's inviting. A guy is not going to want to do the first, But if you say it in the second way, he's going to want to step up and take the challenge. It's going to sound like an invitation. Another thing is dangling an opportunity and then pulling it away. Back to the kitten example, dangling the string and then pulling it away. That's also a lot of fun. So I might say to a guy, hey, I'm going to give you my phone number, but I also give you 72 hours right. Right. It's <laughs> to like the use old, it. Old
1: Mission Impossible tape that self destructs after 72 hours.
0: Yep, yep, but it self destructs after 72 hours. That invitation goes away. So that gives a guy something to play with. It gives him a little bit of a, you know, you're dangling the opportunity, but you're also pulling it away. The other thing we talked about was laughing easily and often, right? And one of the most important parts of all with laughter is that twinkle in your eye. It's not just the smile on your lips. It's the twinkle in your eyes that actually tells somebody that there's something going on inside your mind that's, you know, that's enticing. You want to know what's behind that twinkle,
1: And even driving to meet someone at a date, you could begin to smile. You could begin to think of happy things. And so by the time that you both sit down at the table, you're already feeling playful. You go into the date feeling playful rather than having to work yourself up into that. Yeah,
0: yeah, beautiful. Um, And then one other way that you really can be playful with men Is making a man feel like he is better than other men that you think he is superior to other men one of the things that we often do is we try to build men up by shaming them at the same time you know you can do better you know better so it seems like it's kind of a a, what do you call it an underhanded compliment Uh right but you can also make a man feel better than other men by telling him he's your hero.
1: You could say, wow, that was really steadily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, I never used that on you before. <laughs> now I know, you've been waiting, you've been withholding. Um, but you can make him feel like he's better than other men. By building him up in positive ways so you know I will sometimes say things to Benjamin now you have to understand I believe these things about him it's not like I'm giving him false compliments or trying to do this without really believing them in my heart of hearts but I will say things like you have more integrity than all the men I've ever met put together You know, you are the wisest man I've ever known, right? But I will be very playful. I also will tell him that the Dalai Lama's got nothing on you. (laughs) So I will say these wonderful things to my husband that really, really make him feel like he is a cut above other men. And here's the thing. I know what Benjamin values. I know the things that matter to him. And I mirror back to him when I see him doing those things. And I do it with lightness. It doesn't have to be a heavy compliment. It can be done very playfully. You know, there's a look, there's a smile, there's a recognition that really makes him sort of put his shoulders back, puff his chest out a little bit. And smile just like he's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it reinforces my behavior. Your playfulness will just bring a smile to my face and I'll wanna play back. Mm-hmm. Now, who doesn't who doesn't want to play at any age? Whether they're two years old or ninety years old? Who doesn't want to play?
0: Yeah. yeah. Aw. All right, everybody. Well that's our part two on playfulness and some suggestions of how you can bring playfulness to a date. We have a piece in, the, in our course, it's called The Magic Minute, and it's where before going on a date, you actually take a moment, you pause for a minute or so, you close your eyes, and you just get in touch with your heart. And part of that is thinking about smiling with your heart. Opening up your heart to this man that you're about to meet. The truth is I didn't know when I walked in 19 years ago and sat down You know at simply tie that the love of my life would be walking in and sitting down in front of me that same night We don't know when and where and how we're gonna meet this man but what we do know is that we can practice with every single date every opportunity, every text message we send, we can start to become more compassionate, playful, loving, open hearted women and men so that when we do meet this beautiful soul that we've been searching so long and so hard for, we're ready. We are ready to step into this guardian of our soul relationship. We can seize this opportunity because we've been preparing for it all along. I am Lisa Shield, and this is my husband, Benjamin Shield. Please go to lisashield.com. If you want to send us any suggestions, you can send them to dwdpod at lisashield.com. You can also like the podcast. You can rate it if you'd like. And please send us your suggestions for topics you'd like for us to talk about. It is our joy to do this. We send you love and best wishes out in the dating world. We wish you the best for your relationships. Just know that you truly can have a relationship that is free, that is open, that is playful where there doesn't have to be compromise or struggle or fighting or walking on eggshells you truly can have a spiritual partnership with the love of your life so please tell your friends about the podcast come back and see us and enjoy the rest of your day for all the women out there who are still looking for love or if you know anyone who is still struggling in this area of her life, go to lisashield.com, watch my free 45-minute presentation. I teach a 12-week course that is absolutely life-changing, and Benjamin assists me. We work together in this beautiful program. Thanks to COVID, we uh, have been able to work together. So please, let everyone know that there is a way out of whatever you're struggling with if you've been looking for love for years if you've been on and off the dating sites and nothing seems to be working let me show you let us show you the way bye bye everybody we'll see you next time bye bye